0: Hey everyone, this is Canned Heat, a show highlighting makers and entrepreneurs in the vintage clothing world. I'm Michael Slater, a vintage reseller based in North Texas. I want to start by saying thank you to each of you who listened to our first episode. I loved seeing all your comments and shares on Instagram and even a few reviews on Apple Podcasts. Truly, I was blown away by all the support, and it really motivated me even more to bring you all an entertaining show with dope guests that are making waves in the vintage space. And today's guest is certainly no exception. My friend Emily Daylights as a property manager in Eugene, Oregon, but in her spare time, she sells her vintage finds via at thriftstorebetch <laughs> on Instagram and Depop. I was so fortunate to get to talk to her about everything from thrifting a $400 mushroom book to our shared interaction with rapper Guapdad4000. We'll also discuss thrifting as an entryway to a more sustainable lifestyle, how the culture of her town has become a part of her brand, and the mental health impact of creating an online persona. A quick listener note, there are a few seconds of glitchy audio on my end toward the front of the call, but just hang in there, the issue resolves itself pretty quickly. I'm sure as I record more of these remote interviews, uh, I'll be able to work out some of the technical kinks. Thank you for listening. I am here with Emily of Thrift Store Betch. (laughs) I love the name. Um, I feel like it's it's a great name because it's a different pronunciation of a word that everybody knows. So it's like super brandable. I saw the other day you had put like bad betch energy (laughs) on something. (laughs) And I just think that's really cool that you can like brand it that way.
1: Thank you. Um, (laughs) I I like it too, because it's like the Valley girl way of saying bitch and thrifting is like so not like valley girl ish so it's kind of ironic where it's like yeah, yeah. I go to the thrift store bitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny whenever anyone refers to you they're like betch and you like have to say it with a with an accent
1: <laughs> See, that's my favorite or when people are like sounding it out they're like oh what did I just say
0: <laughs> yeah well. that's that's so funny I always feel weird as a dude like saying that. And then we have our buddy here, Skylar, who's, who, you know, um, the thrifty bitch. And whenever people around here are like referring to her, they're like, I'm not trying to be misogynistic, but it, it is just her name on Instagram.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's okay to say it. I, yeah. I, mean it I give way. you permission.
0: <laughs> um, that's funny. So how did we meet? First of all, I think did you meet Aaron first?
1: Yes. So I think uh, I saw Aaron going live with Skylar, the thrifty bitch, and other girls um, on Instagram Live, and I would be like in the comments a lot, being just like watching, and that was during like the pandemic, mm-hmm. and um, and I I watched you you guys go live also and sell t-shirts, and but we never like really talked. I don't think um, until. You started making some really good TikToks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we definitely started talking more, I think, um, after I made my uh, cringy TikToks, trying to get into the TikTok world. Um, But I'm not very good at it.
1: (laughs) It's hard. I tried to.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's funny. I've told so many people, like, Instagram kind of announced maybe like six months ago now that they were going to make that switch from like, like favoring pictures in the algorithm to favoring reels. And they were literally just said, we're trying to compete with TikTok. And I think that was like a huge shift for everybody who's trying to like build a small business on Instagram uh, or TikTok because you're like, okay, this is, this is real. Like this is something that we all kind of have to learn to do. And we've talked about that before. Um, yeah. yeah, so I made like a very cringy TikTok, um, <laughs> reacting to complexes, vintage shopping, which is like, I guess a follow-up to the sneaker shopping trend that they had yeah. kind of created. I, I just kept hearing about it. So I made the video and it was guapdad4000. And he had a line in there about how he, every three months, he like, gets rid of his whole wardrobe and starts over. And so I kind of made a reaction to that, just kind of scoffing at that fact that he said that. Um, And so then I posted that on Instagram and you shared it on your story (laughs) and tagged him (laughs) and then it got his attention. And then he, I guess, reposted it and responded to it. And yep. then, like, followed both of us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> started talking to us in the DMs. Like, it was just such a wild ride.
1: <laughs> it was the best day of my life. <laughs> I like am a huge Globtad four thousand fan, and so and I've like seen him on Instagram for a while and like watched his social media. And he is like really cool with his fans and stuff. Yeah. So I knew. He would maybe like probably see a shout out in the comments and stuff, or like a reshare of the TikTok, and he sure did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so funny, and it's it's crazy because like I hate to say it, but I really didn't know. I I, I knew who he was, but I didn't know his music or anything before that happened. And um, I mean, that's probably evident in the in the video um, that I made. But yeah, it was just so funny because he started talking to us. he started talking to me in the dms and was just like hey man just to let you know when I said I throw them away like I wasn't being literal I like give them to friends and I like donate them and um or I sell them and I was just like oh okay totally cool like he was so cool about it that's the thing
1: yeah he like got to redeem himself a little and like he actually wanted to enough to dm us and talk about it
0: And then he shared it on his story. I think it said basically what he had told us. And I think he even said LOL or something. So like he was kind of taking the joke. But yeah, that was a really, (laughs) that was a really funny experience. And um, it definitely turned me into a fan of his and I, I, like, I still like following him. I like how he'll just post DMs from fans like on the, <laughs> whenever he's like yeah. promoting a concert or something and it's kids trying to get into the concert like by DMing him and he just screenshots it and posts it on his feed. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty wild.
1: It's like, it's like pretty real. It's like, yeah. I feel like it's kind of relatable and like, He's into Pokemon and all like the anime stuff yeah. and I don't know, I, that's why I love him too. And you know, there's been a couple music videos where he is wearing some vintage clothes that I've found, you know? Oh like yeah. you didn't buy them for me. Or right, anything right, buy. right. But like, I'm like, okay, he's got good style.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a really funny and cool experience that we kind of shared. So tell me, when did you kind of start thrifting?
1: probably around 2014, I had a boyfriend that was into thrift shopping and we moved in together. So we had this house and we had to fill it with like everything, right? Furniture, household goods and kitchen stuff and all those things. And we got most of it from the thrift store. And I, it like, at first I was like, this is weird. Like, why do you want to go to the thrift store all the time? Like I hadn't done that as a kid. I'd only been to the thrift store like every once in a while for like a Halloween costume or something. Um, But then I I totally like got converted because it was like, oh my God, they were saving so much money. We're finding cool stuff. You never know. (laughs) You never know what you're going to find. I grew up in like a town that didn't have thrift stores and it was like not the cool thing to do. Right. So I felt like it was kind of ironic and unique to go to a thrift store and like rep it, you know, and be like someone compliments your outfit and you're like, oh, I got it for $2, you know.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So when did that kind of turn into selling?
1: I think something we found, um, it was like that i started selling stuff actually and i made an ebay account for it was um a snowboarding jacket with the band pretty lights written on it and pretty lights is like an edm like electronic Uh band and they're um they have like quite a cult following and i didn't know anything about it my boyfriend at the time did and so he was like oh my god this is worth a lot of money (laughs) and i would have had no idea right right and so we got it and we brought it home and washed it and um we joined some, like, Facebook groups that were, like, for fan clubs of this band. Nice. And we kind of stirred, like, you know, like, we're, like, we kind of just, like, got a little research on it and, like, saw what other jackets were going for. And this one was, like, a rare one. And so we, um, we listed it on eBay. And then I, like, shared it in those Facebook groups and someone immediately bought it. It was an auction and I had a buy it now, which I thought was like a huge it was like $600 buy it now and I was like there's no way someone's going to pay $600 for this and they did immediately. Wow. And, I, and so I was like oh shit like we could have <laughs> gotten way more. Yeah. We just didn't have to buy it now. We didn't we still were happy with it but it was kind of like a a like a you know, we didn't know what we were doing sort of thing. Right. But it definitely was like, how how many treasures are out yeah, there just yeah. right under our nose? Yeah.
0: That's so amazing. I think,
1: I'm, yeah, it was really, I will we'll never forget it. Because that was like, that was the, like the epiphany moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so cool that you can kind of like pinpoint that moment. Because, you know, the people that have been thrifting their whole life, some of them don't even have that moment of like a crazy flip like that, that really like kind of drives you into it.
1: Yeah, I think I started listing like some designer clothes on that eBay afterwards because I was like the same thing. I was like, "Well, that was like a huge score we just found, but like I've got a bunch of other stuff I don't wear anymore." Like I started listing those things and just kind of right. learning how the you know it's just like why not? I'm you know like why not? And so it was never something serious, but if I I love. Saving a dollar or like making it back, you know. Exactly.
0: So. That's awesome. So you sell mainly on Depop, right?
1: Yeah, I totally mostly Depop. I went um I went hard on listing through the pandemic on Depop, and I'm trying to um make like build an Etsy account, you know, um with my True Vintage, and I'm also trying to sell more on just like Instagram. Um, right. But yeah, definitely Depop.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So for someone that doesn't know anything about your shop or what you do, like what, what would you say is your niche? Like what are your like bread and butter items that, you know, will do well for you on Depop?
1: Yeah. So clothes, obviously just like general clothes. I, um, I try to focus on non-breakable items. Uh, (laughs) so clothes, (laughs) they're easy to ship. Um, books are becoming my bread and butter. I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're so easy to list. Um, they're, you know, writing the description, you can find most of the information online and then you just kind of talk about the quality and list it. And I just pick out books that I think are interesting. Um, and they're super easy to ship with media mail. Yeah. So that's been my bread and butter. Um, but the close thing is like, again, it's really easy to list those items, super easy to ship them too. And, um, I've been getting a lot of like my friends donating their clothes to me lately. Oh, that's so there's cool. like, yeah. So it's like, okay, great. I'm getting, I can pump out a bunch of content just to get my like algorithms up on Depop and right. just like stack up my shop, you know, cause I feel like the more consistent I am, the better. So whatever yeah. can get me to like list a lot quickly.
0: Yeah. I feel like, um, Depop is definitely that way. Like you just have to be on, on it every day, <laughs> constantly bumping, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Relisting like or whatever a video game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. You just have to constantly be on it. So yeah, I've noticed about the books, um, <laughs> that you've posted some really cool ones on your Instagram, um, specifically like the new age books and like the mushrooms and stuff like that stuff is just <laughs> so wild to me. Um, so how did you like, what kind of prompted you to start picking those things up? Did you just think they were cool or did you like see them on eBay and know that there was money or what, what led to that?
1: So um, I go to a lot of estate sales too. I live in Eugene, Oregon, which is a very hippie town. Uh So there's a lot of people in this town and estate sales that have these like herbalism or mushroom or hippie books. Right and i saw one um this is again what like started it like yeah. the, the epiphany moment was this paul stamets book and he's like a really famous mushroom like my mycology expert and he has these um he's he's still around and he's like making more books but this was an original like 1970s version of one of his books that i found just like like lost in the corner of a shelf and i opened it and i or like found it and i was like oh my god like i don't know exactly but i feel like this is like worth a lot of money and i looked it up i didn't look at it up at the time but i took it home you know i got it and took it home and there's like versions of it for like thousands of dollars if they're in like pristine condition this one wasn't yeah this one wasn't it had like a score print on the front cover which is actually kind of i thought was cool but it still like went for um i think it that one went for like 400 I think 420 I like made it and (laughs) that's
0: so funny (laughs)
1: so that was like one of those like a book like a used book could be that much money because it was first edition original
0: and that's so cool that you kind (laughs) of going off the vibes alone just like that looks like it's something you know and then just have that intuition to pick it up
1: yeah. I was like, I recognize that name. I'm not a super like expert in this thing, but I like recognize it. So I'm just going to grab it. Cause it was like a dollar, you right. know? And if not, I could, I could read it, you know, imagine that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, but I do that a lot now. Like I, um, I, I definitely like judge a book by its cover. Like <laughs> that is the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the the cooler the cover, the better. If it's got a cool like title that goes with like a new, uh, like a younger generation, like Depop vibe, like um, which is a, like a whole bunch of yes. witchy and hippie stuff, you know, yeah. and the stuff I'm into, like that was like, I don't know if I would be okay with having it on my coffee table. I grab it.
0: I heard somebody years ago kind of say that, in the t-shirt vintage space, like if you would wear it, you should buy it and sell it, you know, Um, and kind of just build your brand that way. Like, I I don't know. I always love seeing people find something that they know a lot about, even if it's like a t-shirt that's not their size, or it's like something that they already have a duplicate of, but they find it and they can share it with other people and they can sell it. And then you see them on Instagram and they're so hype about it. Like, that's just awesome to see. And I think everybody who follows our vintage pages, like they want to see that kind of stuff. They want to see us like geeking out on a certain t-shirt or a certain book or whatever it is. So I think that's a good little like tidbit for someone that's trying to do this is like, try to find those things that, that you're passionate about, or, you know, a little bit more about than anyone else and post that And I think that appreciation will kind of come through and then other people will appreciate it. Right. I think it's cool that you've been able to do that with the books. Like it does kind of fit like your brand or at least my perception of your brand, (laughs) because like you said, (laughs) you're in Eugene. So you're kind of in that like hippie Pacific Northwest town and people kind of know you for that. And when everyone else is like posting cartoon character T-shirts, like you're posting new age spirituality <laughs> books and it's like, whoa, that's something different. And um, yeah, I think that's really cool that you kind of found that that lane.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I just try to tell people like they think I'm like a, a bookworm or like a genius or something. I'm, like <laughs> It's really not that deep. Like I'm not that smart, you know?
0: Well, I thought it was interesting too how you said like if you think it looks good, you buy it and then you kind of find out later. And I kind of operate that way too. Like I'm in some like reselling groups on Facebook and like, there's a lot of talk of like price check everything in the thrift before you leave, look up every item. And I'm just like, no hate to anybody who does that. Like that's, that's all good. But like, I don't really have the time to look up everything. Yeah. And at some point you have to kind of develop the intuition, right? Like you can't just like rely on ebay being uh running and and ready to go for you in the background like you kind of just have to feel your way through sometimes and sometimes you buy something and it's not worth anything and you just kind of exactly take the lesson and and move on um oh yeah but you know i tried to like look at it that way like every purchase every flip is like a lesson sometimes you oversell things sometimes you undersell things But you live and learn and take it for what it is and move on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Like definitely some flops have happened, but it is like constantly learning. And the more you're exposing yourself and going to the thrift store and like learning that it gets easier to recognize like what's good in the future, like what's like the good things to look for on the shelf, because you did take it home and, and study it and research it. Um I you know if I have a moment I'll try to google something sure. or look it up. But it's not all the time at all. I can't do that all the time.
0: On the other hand, I know there are some guys that are like don't take your phone out like don't try to look anything up and I mean that's kind of equally silly, you know, cuz you you want to be smart with your money and <laughs> not just buy everything that you think is cool, you know, sometimes you do have to yeah. um check the comps on it real quick or whatever, but another thing that I think about when I think about your page, you know, we were talking about like getting excited about finds. was that, um, that sixties coat, like the, uh, shearling coat. Yeah.
1: That was so that, cool. <laughs> oh my God. That is one of my best finds and best flips. I think that was so exciting. Cause I got to go early to an estate sale, you know, they were preparing for this estate sale to open the next day and they hadn't gone through all the rooms yet. And I found it like in a, um, zip up like jacket or like, you know, those plastic garment bag. Yeah. Yeah. Garment bag. And, um, I had to like climb in the closet and pull it out. And I freaked out (laughs) when I found it, I was like, this is good. And it smelled so bad, but (laughs) uh, there was actually two of them. So I have one myself. Yeah. uh, I I just sold the blue one and I have like a tan one. And, um, oh my God, that was very exciting. Yes. <laughs> that's so cool.
0: And I think that was like a cool learning moment for I'm sure a lot of your followers too, because that's like an iconic like 60s look. But like a, even a lot of like vintage clothing collectors like wouldn't have picked up on that. I thought it was cool that you were like so excited about it and you like showed a reference picture. Um, For me, somebody who knows very little about true vintage and women's clothing. yeah, It was like, okay, that's... That's a cool thing.
1: And I totally like, I didn't know a lot about the brand or like, you know, I knew it was cool and like someone would want to wear it. I wanted to wear (laughs) it, but I didn't know all of the details. So I asked some other vintage resellers that are into women's clothing, like Darlene Degenerate in Florida. Um, She gave me some tips on what she sold things similar to. So that's how I got like a price for it. And then I looked at like the history of where it was made and things made in Korea, like uh, started back in, or no, it was Hong Kong, I think. And the, that would started as early as like the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. And since the look, I went off the sixties. So it was a full education experience for me. And I, I have to do that still for every woman's item, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I know like all <laughs> these like yeah. dresses and stuff, you know? And, I grab the things that I, I know are cool because I think they're cool. And then to like research where they all came from and how and where it was made and. Um, what other people are selling them for. Like that's just like a whole other level that I want to share on my Instagram for other people to see. Cause it's like, okay, first off, I spent like hours researching this. right like, now you have to learn this with me. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> <You know? laughs> I love sharing information. I mean, I've had friends share with me, like I just said. And so it's like, the least I can do is to like pay it forward or like give it back, you know? Yeah. And I think there's so much, there's enough to go around where I don't oh, need yeah. to, like, keep it a secret. You know, there's a lot of competition, mm-hmm. but I hope to be one of those people that's always available to like answer questions or help or like whatever, you know, Yeah, like, I want to be that type of person.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, I really do. And I think about that a lot because there's a lot of competition, <laughs> but, but I want to be that way too. And I think, you know, if someone DMs me and asks about a t-shirt or a denim or something that, you know, I might have a little bit of knowledge in like, I have no problem taking a few minutes out of my day to write them back. Because again, like you said, I think maybe it's karma. Maybe it's like, (laughs) um, you know, what goes around comes around, but it doesn't take me very long to share the little bit of knowledge I have. And then when I find something that's not my wheelhouse that I still want to try to sell, um, I hope that (laughs) I can, hit somebody up who knows more about it than me and they're going to write back and, and help me out. So I think it's just slowly making the community a better, a better place as cheesy as that might sound when we try to help each other out and try to share the knowledge. And, um, I think there's like this growing movement of like, like I hear people say like loose lips sink ships or whatever. And, you know, there might be some truth to that, but like we can help each other at least. <laughs> it might not be the yeah. best idea to go and tell Goodwill what the prices are on things, I know. <laughs> but we can at least like talk to each other and um and try to like share ideas.
1: And I think it makes vintage shopping more attractive to other people, just like people who aren't resellers. Yeah. Like I want it to look like a welcoming community, not a exclusive, like, gatekeeper sort of vibe you know like I want other people who barely ever go thrifting to be like oh this girl is super excited about this find she found like I I just want to plant like little seeds along the way and being nice and sharing knowledge um like freely I feel like might be That's just my style. But I totally Mm -hmm. get how it might bite me in the butt at some points. But I want to believe like the good it does overall is better. Sure. Um,
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like what you said about other people who might not be in our community that are looking in. Do we want them to see a bunch of dudes bickering about, (laughs) um, you know, this price or that price? Or do we want to see like people sharing information and kind of like, lifting each other up, encouraging each other, just enjoying the hobby, enjoying the, yeah, the, um, business, if it's a business for, for you, you know, like enjoying that and, and actually having, having passion around it.
1: Sharing too, like the sustainable side of vintage shopping, I think is another way to plant the seed and encourage others. You know, it's kind of a slippery slope though, because it can, I feel like I might like, guilt trip my followers Mm. that see me post about like how terrible fast fashion is and all these things and i'm like it's not because i'm perfect like god i still like consume and make a lot of trash you know right but i'm always like repping like how to be zero waste and like Mm -hmm. use like reusable mailers and like how terrible sheen is for the environment and like all these other things like i try to like just slip it in, you know, like uh, little tidbits of information here and there. So it's like, they see me get really excited about the thrift scores I find. And then, but the reason I'm doing it is so that we can like avoid these other like global issues.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that I think of when I think about your page is like, you're always willing to post about (laughs) being sustainable and you're happy to talk about it on your page and it's clear that you care about it a lot and i think that might be another reason why like you and i connected in a way because i think we both are not really worried to say like this is up high on our list of like the reasons why we're we're doing this business is because we think that we can reuse things that already exist and create less waste in this one area and like you said we're not asking for perfection, right? Because we don't even. Right. I mean, there are folks that care so much about climate change that they drink their bathwater or whatever. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, we're obviously not doing that. Yeah. But there's everyone who exists is going to have areas where they're coming up short in this like quest for sustainability. Like, we all waste things all the time. So, It's not really about I'm perfect. You need to be perfect. It's just like, let's Mm -hmm. make some progress here. Like, let's have find a starting point and work toward a goal, even if it's just in this one area. Like you said, we create a lot of trash. Like, I don't buy secondhand in every area of my life. (laughs) I don't eat out of garbage cans, (laughs) like the freegan thing. Like, I'm not (laughs) eating secondhand food. You have areas that you can... Strive for, but it's like we're just talking about this one thing right now. Yeah. You can try to like scrutinize it, but you have to start somewhere.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I definitely like s- still get Starbucks, you know, yeah. <laughs> more than I like to admit. And it comes in a plastic cup. And I think about that often, like, yeah, damn, I'm like going out of my way to get a, a used mailer from my neighbors. So I yeah. can ship stuff in a secondhand material thing. Um, but I'm also like, you know, I'm, I'm trying. And I, if I can use it as part of this platform where I'm selling vintage, and sharing knowledge about vintage items and then also like delivering the item in a secondhand Mm -hmm. thing like we can definitely play a part but it takes like a huge change to like really you know what i mean like yeah
0: but like you said you're thinking about it right like you're thinking about the starbucks cup or whatever it is yeah
1: it makes me think about it exactly i'm like aware of it now
0: (laughs) you know i'm i i've mentioned before that like I'm I'm trying to be concerned with the trajectory of like where I'm going with things and like had I not started thrifting for I'll admit selfish reasons of like oh I want to sell this and make money for myself like had I not seen that and started reselling vintage clothing like I don't know how much I would be thinking about sustainability day to day like that wouldn't even really be on my radar if I'm honest yeah it's not like you're gonna be completely arrived and you've got sustainability like solved but like you're taking a step in the right direction by wearing secondhand clothing
1: it starts cascading and snowballing it really does so I have had that experience and I am grateful for it that's so true but it does like I can see why people get intimidated by it and I mean, I had that moment too—the eco anxiety, I uh-huh. think they
0: call it. It's like overload. It's like
1: oh, we we're, we're, we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you, <know? laughs>
0: you start to see all the stats, not just about clothing waste, but about waste in general, and it is overwhelming. Yeah. And it's like you said earlier, you don't want your page to be all doom and gloom, like <laughs> the end is exactly. nigh. You've just you've got to be careful because if you just constantly like ram Fast fashion is bad down the throats of your consumers. They're going to be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is, you're asking me to do too much, right? So, you have to like meet people where they're at. You can't just like post everything is awful all the time because yeah. people aren't going to jive with that in, in the long term. So, you kind of have to find that middle ground
1: what i love memes for memes really can lighten up the mood about these things
0: (laughs) memes are the great equalizer you know you gotta you gotta throw a meme in the feed every once in a while and i liked your memes a while back
1: i've I've made a few and i want to make more but it has to be like i envy anyone that makes memes like really well like Unseen Ava yes. from unseen clothing. Oh my god! Like
0: yeah, she's
1: creativity. Yeah, she's
0: brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it's it's hard to strike the right tone for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll come out though.
0: <laughs> yep, that's right. So okay, switching gears a little bit. What is something that most people don't know about you?
1: Maybe people do know this about me, but I. I'm like super shy and doing having an Instagram like page for the public to see is very intimidating. And sure I started I was like in the comments for live auctions. Like I haven't done a lot of live auctions, but I was in the comments for months like never would I like ever get on one you know and it took me a really really long time to share myself and my Mm -hmm. my like my face and stuff and actually talk to my story screen or like you know like record myself and I think I just like really overthought like what other people thought about me so having this platform as much as that like pushed me in like to realize that it also helped me like grow through it and then while also trying to like make a business out of it and run a business and like pushing myself through the um like awkward phases of growing a business where you're like I don't think I can do this I suck what am I doing why did I even start this like no one likes what I'm sharing or posting or like no one's buying enough like writing that out and believing in myself um is like a struggle like uh, honestly and so like I said maybe it is pretty obvious <laughs> But like, I am very insecure and I hate and love Instagram and these platforms because they make me like grow through it. Yeah. Social media can be so weird, but it's also been like, actually, it's helped me break that barrier. I'm getting to a place now where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best, you know, like I make content that I like now. I try really hard. I have my moments where I catch myself comparing myself to other people Mm. on the internet and I'll like be like, Oh my God, I never go live. These people are going live every day <laughs> right. or every week. And I'm, I suck, but it's like, no, we all have our strengths and weaknesses and I, we don't talk, like I don't talk about that mm-hmm. very often, but I feel like I, I want it to be known, you know, yeah. I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way.
0: No, of course not. Yeah. I'm really glad that you said that because, well, first of all, I never would have known that about you. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, I think you come across very confident (laughs) and I think you come across very well and personable and all, and all of that. But I think we all struggle with that, you know, to some extent. And I'm sure there are a lot of folks out there that are wrestling with that like struggle of like, can I be me? Can I put myself out there? And I said it on the last uh, podcast that I did with Aaron, but I'm a very introverted person. I always have been people who know me. Well, don't, don't agree with that or don't believe that about me. But yeah, I mean, I struggle with that huge and identity is a very tough thing. And confidence is a very tough thing. And just like being able to put yourself out there is, is really hard. And, um, Aaron did an open live last week where she had like 15 different sellers come on and a lot of them were just saying like, oh man, I'm like, I'm so nervous to do this. And I just wrote in the chat like, hey, props to everyone who's gone live tonight. Because like, if you're just watching, this is 25 times harder than you think it is. Even if you're an extroverted person, like you start to put yourself out there and like the nerves set in whoever you are. Like
1: lives are so crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, you, you put yourself out there and like you open yourself up for criticism, you know, and that's like, that's a really hard thing to do. And I'll, I'll confess. I try to tell people that I know that are like starting, like, just do it. Just put your face out there. And then like, I can kind of forget how hard it was for me at first too, because when i started i just wanted to post t-shirts like i did not want to have a personality have a voice (laughs) i I would never yeah yeah yeah. i think that's a lot of people but i'm sure it's helpful for somebody in that situation to hear you say that because like i said you you come across like very well so i think it's telling that even someone crushing it in the way that you are like still feels that self-doubt
1: Well, thank you. I, um, (laughs) I fooled you. I, uh, I also like, (laughs) I also, I, this isn't what I do full time, you know, like I have a full-time job and I think that like messed with my, um, confidence a little bit too, because I saw like, it looks like everyone's going to the thrift store every day and able to put their like full attention into reselling like these, these big vintage accounts. And it's like, no, we all have a life, you know, like Mm. I have a full-time job. I'm I'm studying right now to get my real estate license. Like nobody knows that, but I make vintage like this work. This is like, I don't know. It just, it works on my schedule and I've had to accept that I can put what I can into it. And this is what it looks like. And I'm putting, you know, I'm not overextending myself um, too much. And I'm also enjoying myself still like, you're i'm not a parent i don't know what that would be like like it's that must be wild you know so we can only do so much sometimes you know
0: yeah well like you said we we all have lives and like it's super hard i mean comparison with instagram is a hell of a drug
1: (laughs) it's so weird right
0: (laughs) okay so what are some of your goals for your business
1: I definitely want to grow my following and my customer base beyond just like clothes and t-shirts people to be more of maybe people that are new to buying vintage, like educating them or getting them introduced to it. Just growing my like customer base, I think, and widening um, what I sell. I would love to have an in-person location. I've done a lot of thinking about that. I've never had a pop-up or sold out of a store or like a vintage mall before. I don't have a lot of time to like be committed to a booth like for a whole weekend or something mm-hmm. like that. But in, in my town here in Eugene, there's not a lot of like vintage shops. Like there's some antique malls, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I'm trying to figure that out and find out like the cost and like the balance of like my time and effort into those things but continuing to like make connections with the the few resellers here in town would be great um so if there is like a random pop-up they know to ask i mentioned i was getting my real estate license something that helped motivate me to start studying to get my real estate license was like well first i want to own property and Mm -hmm. i feel like making more money and would be great for that. Um, but I have this epiphany where it's like, I love estate sales and what sounds like estate sales, real estate. It's so, <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna come of that, but I feel like something might be brewing, like just maybe help someone run an estate sale business or like partner with somebody who has an estate sale business. Cause I've been loving estate sales. The thrift yeah. store prices are outrageous in our town right now. So I've been finding better deals there. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. But um <laughs> Those are like the ideas I have. I think I don't want to give up. Like I love what this is and mm-hmm. how it like helps my life feel more full and like have a creative outlet. So I just want to continue doing what I'm doing in some form and hopefully it just gets better and bigger. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's been happening. I have never, I have no idea what I've been doing with this whole time, but it's been getting better the whole time. So I'm happy about it. <laughs> I feel
0: I love that. I feel the same way most of the time. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, but it's awesome and I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's so cool to hear. So moving into these um, lightning round questions for you. (laughs) How big is your death pile?
1: It's really not that big. I try really hard to keep it small because I live in a one bedroom apartment. I do have like a garage for storage, but I keep everything like to list in my living room. So I'm like staring at it all the time. And it was just the holiday season. So I did a big push to list as much stuff as possible. Like, so like I wanted everything to be available for gift ideas and things like that. So I would say like right now I'm looking at it and it's like four jackets and two sweaters and some bandanas, which are random. Um,
0: Wow. That's that's awesome. (laughs) I know that's goals okay. right that there <laughs>
1: that I mean, seriously like it really helps my sanity to like keep that down you know yeah. like if it gets too big I get anxious and I don't even know why and I'm like irritable and I'm just, like oh maybe because it's that pile of shit in my living room staring yep. at me
0: that'll happen <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's one thing that like I feel like average people don't understand about like what we do is like there's like an element of it of like hoarding and like keeping oh, yeah. keeping inventory on hand somewhere. And uh, we have to find a way to manage all that. But it sounds like you are doing a great job right now. So that's that's awesome. That's <laughs> what we can all kind of aspire to. <laughs> Do you have a current ISO?
1: Yeah, I mean, I will take whatever cool vintage shirt I can find like anytime over anything. There's always some shirts I would like but I'm a sucker for like finding it the hard way in the wild. Like Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of online sniping. Um, One of my old bosses, he follows me on Instagram and he wants some of those stab. Cookingware, uh like the brand stock yeah, and they're okay. like the enameled like pots and pans and stuff and so i've got my eye out for that because they are very expensive retail price and i've been looking for this for a while honestly and it's actually driving me nuts that i haven't gotten <laughs> any and he also tie dyes this, this doctor oh, <laughs> he's awesome so in addition to finding his pots and pants, i will find also like white cotton linens for him so he can tie-dye those we might be looking at a collab soon
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> i know um and like random things like um furniture for my friends like i have a friend looking for a record player like shelf for his records or whatever and I, like i said a coffee table like Anything to help a homie out. Like, I love hooking my friends up. Another specific one is GoldenEye 007, like the N64 game. I don't know what happened to mine, and I need, need that. <laughs> That's it was, so cool. Yeah, it was very I no. think we
0: just <laughs> sold one. We just sold that. Damn it. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm
1: sure it's out there. I just, like, no, I could just easily buy it online, but I, I don't.
0: I like what you said, like, you'd rather thrift it you don't do a lot of the online sniping which is actually going to be my next question so you answered that well but that's Ah. super cool that's a really cool way to do things okay so what is your biggest pet peeve and this can be like in vintage or like just in general i
1: mean we could just make it really big and just be like fast fashion is my biggest pet peeve
0: because we've already talked
1: about like I could say like poly mailers are my biggest pet peeve (laughs) when people use like two poly mailers to ship one item. But I get it. Like my stack of like reused mailers is the ugliest thing in my apartment so i get why people don't do that
0: you're very committed to finding those secondhand shipping materials which is awesome
1: it works out i have a specific like situation where i'm the property manager of the apartment complex i live at mm-hmm. and so i know everybody's phone number here and so all i had to do is ask once for them to be delivered to my door and that's what happens you know like they just come that's to so me cool. so like it, i i made it work i don't i don't expect other people to have that is easy but i do have a bunch of trash laying around (laughs) yeah
0: but that was a brilliant move i mean not everyone's a a property manager and can get all that stuff delivered but it's like we all order stuff so we can all we're all able to use what we have so like any packaging that comes in to our house we just stack it up and then when we have a bigger order and we have a box from ebay we just put the t-shirts in the box and send it back out so like that's a very tangible, attainable thing that pretty much anyone who's selling stuff can do. And it might not even seem like that's sustainable packaging, but it is. All right, well, we can wrap it up here. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom?
1: I would say if you are new to reselling or the vintage thing, just don't give up. Like, Keep going, even if you're not sure what you're doing you'll learn so much along the way. And there's so many times I wanted to give up and I'm really glad I didn't because I've learned so much out of reselling vintage and researching these items and meeting the people in the community that I'm really glad I stuck around because I doubted myself super hard at the beginning.
0: I think that's really important. And I, I'm really, truly happy you said that because I think that somebody needs to hear that. I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. (laughs) Um, This was a great conversation. I really appreciate you and everything you're doing. I'm a huge fan. So if you're listening to this, go follow uh, Thrift Store Betch. Emily, thank you so much. Really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, Michael.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Canned Heat. Don't forget to subscribe to the feed on whichever podcast platform you use. If you know someone creating a unique shop or brand related to vintage clothing you would like to hear on the show, feel free to let me know at Slater Thrifts on Instagram. Also, if you want to keep up with the show, you can follow at Canteet Pod on IG. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm Michael Slater. Don't forget to wash cold and hang dry.